T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at carx.com. Ray, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Today I'm going to cede my time to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I drove over to the Sonic Drive-In, ordered a jalapeno burger, a chicken fried steak sandwich, a chili cheese dog with extra onions, French fries, tater tots, washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey. If you're not ready for the rest of your day after that, I question whether or not you're alive. What? 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 I've got Jason Benetti on my show. What? Yeah, he's going to be here. And we're going to, yes, we're going to talk White Sox and some more White Sox and then some more White Sox and some Yankees. I thought Tanner Banks was getting up for Rizzo and instead he came in to face Stanton. And Donaldson. It is suddenly 14 to 7. The Yankees. That is not an easy spot for Tanner Banks to walk in at. Oh, I think I'm gonna cry. Make me a bicycle clown. I too thought that he was getting up so that he could face Anthony Rizzo, but you know what? Never mind. Base drop! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. So glad that you are hanging out on this Friday. Jason Benetti will join me in 20 minutes. I am looking forward to talking with my friend Jason Benetti about your Chicago White Sox. I'm also going to talk with Josh Nelson about your Chicago White Sox. And I might even talk with you. You know what? How about I talk with you first about the White Sox? 312-644-6767. Let me just tell you, and I'll go into greater detail about this, but I was was out at the PGA Tour Superstore in Vernon Hills yesterday. I got fitted for some clubs. I hadn't 
swung a club in at least five years. I think I went, the last time that I did anything golf-related, I went to the driving range with a friend and was like, that's enough. I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough of this. But the folks over at the PGA Tour Superstore, they helped me out. I got fitted. I got whole new clubs, a new bag. Um, I shared some of it on Instagram. If you're on Instagram and on Twitter, at Lawrence W. Holmes, I actually putted decently on their demo floor. And I have a video of that that's up there. And maybe we'll share some of it on Twitch. I don't know if I got it to Connor in time. Oh, he, he, he it is up on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score. So I'm all set to go back out there and drive myself insane by playing golf again. Shout out to my guy, Ralph. Actually, everyone over there was super nice. John, Connor, Fitz, Ralph. If you need to go get a good fitting and you want to go get some stuff, the PGA Tour Superstore in Vernon Hills, it's right there on Town Line Road, and it's awesome. I had a wonderful time. I was afraid I was not even going to be able to hit the ball, and I totally hit the ball. And I actually hit the ball decently. So I, I think I, I, I hit a seven iron like 170 feet. They were surprised, as was I, as was I, that I even made contact with the ball because that was my fear. My fear was I was going to that bay and then it'd be just whiff city. It wasn't. I was doing a good job of ball striking or whatever they call it. But anyway, so I'm out there with the guys and I got my, my gear and I'm really happy that I got my gear. I say feet. I'm sorry. You're right on Twitch. Yards. Yeah, that's what I did. Yards. Um, I'm driving back, and, and I had to make some decisions last night. I had to make a decision on was I going to stay in Vernon Hills. It was a very familiar decision to me because I covered the Bears for so long, and Hallis Hall is that same exit. You just go the opposite direction. So I'm sitting there, and we had finished up with the fitting and the demo, and all that good stuff. And I was sitting there going, do I just get something to eat out here and wait wait it out? Or do I try to make the trek back down to Hyde Park? Do I call Maddie? Maddie. Because Maddie's not too far from there. I was thinking I'll call Maddie. But then if I call Maddie, it's an all-night thing. And I didn't really want to do that. So I said, let me get back in the car and and try to get myself back around the traffic, like not go through downtown, just take 294 and see what happens. I I made really good time and I was super happy. And I, I was able to listen to the first couple of innings with Len and DJ. And DJ was being extremely funny as per usual. And I was learning some stuff and I enjoyed listening to those guys talk about the game. I'm like, okay, made good time. The game is is not out of hand. Sat down, grabbed some dinner, and then all the bad stuff started happening. Ray, do we have our socks minute? Why don't we just play that now for the people, and um, then we can we can talk about it. You know, because it, it it got it went sideways on us after. Things have been bad, and then things got good, and then they went sideways. 
It's time for the White Sox Minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're going to be South Sox regardless. South Slider. Hi, Mom! Go Sox, babe. The White Sox Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. This is going to be a high-intensity series. Four games between the Sox and the team with the best record in Major League Baseball. The New York Yankees at 22-8. Judge Homer deep into the left field night his last time up. Bases loaded. Maybe Joe Kelly trying to grab some control. On the ground, up the middle. Garcia, rangy play. History. Not in time. Throw to the plate, also not in time. The Yankees get two runs on a ground ball on the infield. Jose never looked at the plate. He hesitated. He held the ball. It should have been one run. Instead, it's two. And the three walks have come back to haunt Joe Kelly and the Sox. Rip to center. Robert goes to get it. The Yankees pick up two more. It is 11-7. Stanton on two strikes gives the Yankees a pair. So that's three for four with six driven in for Stanton. I thought Tanner Banks was getting up for Rizzo, and instead he came in to face Stanton. And Donaldson. It is suddenly 14-7, the Yankees. That is not an easy spot for Tanner Banks to walk in at. Bases loaded for Giancarlo Stanton, and then another power-hitting right-hander in Donaldson. This one, the first one of the four, went the way of the Yankees. The bringer of rain. It could have been anyone else, but it had to be him that put the punctuation mark on this game. 312-644-6767. We'll let White Sox fans talk about what happened last night next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yo, Holmes! Lawrence Holmes. Holmes runs it really well. Noon to two. Holmes doing what Holmes does. On Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yo, Holmes! And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. You had to see it to believe it. It's tough. Tony LaRusso talking about what happened with the White Sox last night. Yeah, but 
we've seen two really bad things happen to the White Sox this week. And I'm not even talking about the COVID in the other dugout. We're going to talk with Jason Benetti and Josh Nelson coming up before we are done. We'll also go through the the Bears' schedule at some point during the show. Let's go out to Sam. Hey, Sam, you're on the score. Hey, Lawrence. Love the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, just obviously want to talk about White Sox baseball. And, you know, again, we've been uh, been following this team now for the last you know couple of years. And baseball is an interesting game. You try not to get too high on the highs and too lows on the lows, which is kind of where I was at during that eight-game losing streak and then the six-game winning streak. And obviously after last night, it's kind of more of the same. Um, it just kind of feels like now that, that this baseball is that, – that, excuse me, this baseball team is just – um, you know, too mediocre, and and I know we we harp on on Tony and we harp on Rick as far as the off season, you know. But I have a hard time just not looking at the core position players, and you know, to me, that's what's going to drive a championship team. And it just doesn't seem to me that that we have the it factor, you know, with those six guys. Well, as well, far he, as, well here, here's my thing, though. I I think that's an interesting call to make today. Just because, yeah. I mean, it, it's not like the core position players, at least offensively, were at fault for them losing the game last night. Yeah, no, and I, I don't want to get away and pinpoint last night specifically, more so the broad picture of the entire season. As far as a consistency standpoint, you know, you look at Johan, looks like there's some deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball. You go to TA, and, and again, it's hard to harp on TA because I do believe he's the driving force of this ball club. But, again, deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball there. Eloy can't stay healthy. Um, you know, and, again, haven't really seen outside of that first stretch when he came back in 21 um, a consistency from the offensive side of the, uh, of the plate. Um, you know, well, I mean, he hasn't had a lot of at-bats in 22. I, I think that your points are probably well made, but not today. That was something that if you wanted to talk about it even on Monday or Tuesday, I guess, there was a lot that went wrong for them yesterday, but there was also some good. And I, I don't mean to sound Pollyanna, but seeing Yoan Moncada come up in a moment last night with a huge hit, left-handed power is something that they need. And it does speak to your point that they need some left-handed power because Yasmani Grandal is struggling at the plate. He's also struggling behind the plate. Like th- that, when when Yaz is bad behind the plate, like it's real bad. I'm going to talk with Jason Benetti, all things White Sox, and I, I'm going to throw in some stuff. I really enjoyed him on the Peacock broadcast. So I want to ask him about that. He joins me next here on the Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670, the Score. He never went to the bathroom during the course of a game. I was a much younger man, and, you know, you go occasionally, maybe a time or two during the broadcast. Harry never went. It didn't matter if the, if the game went 16 innings. It didn't matter if the game was five and a half hours. What? Harry sat in that seat, never went to the bathroom. Hmm. And I'd never seen anything like it before. I'd never seen anything like it then and haven't seen anything like it since. That was one of the things that people don't know about him. And again, when they put up the liver, let him put up the bladder also. <laughs> Benetti, same drinking regimen on the road? Last <laughs> more? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. And, okay. uh, and also, you know, and I, I don't want to talk out of school with Jason, who's a wonderful broadcaster. And I think he's going to be this generation's Bob Costas. But I do believe that he spends 
a trip or two going to the bathroom because he comes back and does a wonderful job. But uh, fortunately, there is two to sometimes 2.15 breaks between innings. <laughs> that was Steve Stone on with Parkins and Spiegel yesterday as they were at the toast to Harry Carey. I love that comp of Jason Benetti to Bob Costas. I like that we we continue to find out more about the the Benetti Stone relationship as we watch game after game of White Sox baseball. The White Sox play by play man Jason Benetti joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good, Lawrence. Uh, thank you for the kind words, and thank you to Stony, who is not kidding. Uh, I drink a lot of water during these games. And um, when we were at NBC Tower, the restroom was like a hallway and a half away from the studio where we were. And I'm telling you, deceptively slow doesn't even begin to describe uh, the sprint to and from during breaks. I've enjoyed over the last couple of weeks. I didn't know that that Stoney kind of was because um, I've actually had dinner with Stoney. So I, I didn't know that he was as a particular eater as he is. And I also didn't know that you were as voracious of an eater during a broadcast as you are. That was fun to see. You you going to work on the Cuban sandwich. Look, uh, there, I, I enjoy very much uh, eating ballpark food. I will, I will say... I have no shame when it comes to eating while doing a game. I mean, look, it's a, ba- it's a baseball. I wouldn't do it during a basketball game and be like, here's a three on a corner. It's good. Right? Like, the, the action's too fast. And, I, you know, like, I, that wouldn't happen, or I wouldn't do it during a football game. But, you know, if it's six to one in the third, what else is everybody – I mean, what's everybody doing at the ballpark? They're eating and watching. How come I don't get to, right? I agree with you. It, and let's take, let's take 35th and Shields out of it. What's the place that you look forward to going on the road and having a ballpark meal? Oh, interesting. Uh, I haven't been to a bunch of places recently because of the whole, you know, pandemic thing. But I, the, the thing that stands out most to me is a couple years ago, uh, Safeco, now T-Mobile in Seattle, started selling crickets like cilantro, lime, crickets food bug crickets and they're actually pretty good they have them out in left field and i brought a little thing of them onto the plane and a couple of the players were were highly interested and most were like dude why did why did you do that uh so those are kind of fun i just i don't really have like major favorites in each place because i've only been a couple of times but i love walking the concourse and finding the new stuff it's a good thing to do. I, I appreciate that you are out here doing it. Crickets are not for me, although I have heard of people doing like the chocolate cover crickets, and, and that yeah. I, uh, gives you your protein and it gives you your salty sweet, and that could be nice and fun for everyone involved that would like to try it. Uh, let's talk about the 2022 White Sox and, and, and where they stand right now as they get ready for game two of the series against the Yankees tonight. When you look at this squad, and clearly talent is, is, is abundant when you look up and down the lineup and even in the rotation this year, and some, some surprises in that regard, what, is, what are they missing? What hasn't clicked on for them yet? I think it's all of it happening at once. Like, 
I told the story jokingly the other day of the guy that I ran into uh, at lunch a couple days ago. I was out at lunch with Mike Hall, and we ran into a Sox fan who yelled, hey, Jason, hey, keep it going. And then I said, yeah, yeah, no, go Sox. And he said, and, and score more than four runs. And I, I said, well, which would you rather have, more than four runs or a win? And he said, five runs. And that was the night that they gave up the lead to Cleveland. So at least that guy was happy. Uh, I mean, this team wasn't scoring and they were winning. And now they've put up two big numbers and lost both games. And I just, I cannot shake the feeling that it's a little bit of a small sample size thing in that way. Like in that the pitching and the offense haven't happened the same time a whole lot so far this year. I mean, I do think there are gaps. Uh, that the Sox need to figure out. And some of that is injury-based. And then some of it is just, you know, guys are going to have bad days in the bullpen. But I, I still think this is a really good team, and I still think they win the Central. And people might say, yeah, you're just rose-colored glasses, whatever. I, I just think there's a lot of reason to believe guys are going to play to what they normally play to, and, and it's a well-stocked cabinet. I can't figure out with the defense if it's something that – if it's something that can be improved, like if, if you look at what the White Sox have been defensively, at least over the last three seasons, that there have been some struggles. Is that something that throughout a season can get better? Is that something that really does need a full and robust spring training to address some of these things? Or is or might we just have to accept that this is what we've got defensively? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to place by place. Like, I, I agree with Steve. I think Tim Anderson's a better defender than he's played like. I think the Moncada error is going to be more anomalous than it is reality, you know, from the other night. But I also do think, you know, there there are some costs to having corner outfielders who on some days, you know, if it's, if it's Sheets and Vaughn playing out there, they haven't played as much outfield as other people. So there are costs. To that but I do I do think this is a better defensive team than it has played at and it, it, you know I, I hear people in my head saying it better be because it's been a really rough defensive start but I do think it's a better defensive team uh, that said you know like Andrew Vaughn's negative five and outs above average in the outfield it's not for lack of trying he's just not your typical outfielder and so I think it depends some days on your defensive configuration. And I do think when this team has leads going into the seventh, eighth and ninth inning, you're going to be able to protect yourself defensively with guys like Adam Engel on the bench. Uh, So I, I think they're better. I I don't know how much fixing defense can happen in season, to be honest. Like I, I don't know what that looks like on a team scale. I think it happens individually with certain guys and how much effort they put in and how much stress they're placing on themselves uh, defensively. But, you know, I, 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 sometimes we talk about team defense, and I generally believe defense is much more an individual thing than it is a team concept in baseball. How you you were kind of going through this with with some of the statistics, but how weird was it for you to call Dylan Cease's start last night because he toggled between complete domination and and really really high exit velo for the Yankees? Yeah, I don't know what that was last night. I I had four or five Sox fans of mine ask me, "Was Dylan good last night?" And they had watched the game, 
And my answer is, I think so. I mean, in order to strike out 11 in four innings, you have to have good stuff. You just have to, by definition. And I also think that game is the perfect example of why people pay for strikeouts. Because when you have a lineup full of mashers that hit the ball hard when they hit the ball, if they hit the ball, they're going to hit it hard. Like, logically, that just flows. And so I think that is the perfect example of why pitchers hunt strikeouts nowadays because when you miss some lineups are really going to make you pay i mean for everybody that says like get them over get them in well the yankees just doubled and tripled and homered their way to a big six runs in the first four innings you know they struck out 11 times and so i think my major takeaway and you can look through whatever prism you want but the prism that i look through is look the, the way offense works nowadays, if you strike out 11 times in four innings and you put up six runs, got what you want. I agree with that. Jason Benetti here with me. You can catch him on the White Sox broadcast. You can also ch- check him out on the Peacock National broadcast. I want to get to that in a minute. I've enjoyed you and Stoney talking about the, the miseducation of Michael Kopech. I've enjoyed watching him go from being a guy that's in high leverage bullpen situations to him now being a starter. How has he handled this so far from your perspective? And is the sky the limit? Because it it certainly looks like it with him, which is also unfair. Yeah, I, but I think that's what he wants. Like before Michael's competitiveness used to come out in, am I throwing 101? Now his competitive competitiveness comes out in, I threw 83 pitches at Wrigley, I want to throw more. And I know some people watch that and they say that, you know, you can't let that frustration out. I just think that that's the way he channels it nowadays. And, and I said, I alluded to it last night, but we talked for maybe 10 minutes in Minneapolis about his maturity and how interesting the transformation has been because when you watch that debut from four years ago, he looks like he's 12. Mm-hmm. And now he's got like the rugged, bearded spirit of looking over a cliff and pondering life. And he's still in his mid-20s. And so, you know, his understanding is he has gotten so much more mature, but he's still a little bit of a kid, too. And I just think watching that juxtaposition is is one of the long-term things that really brings me joy from watching baseball on a night-to-night basis because it really is like one of those presidential flip books where you see the the – former president go gray at some point in his tenure or, you know, gather wrinkles on his face or whatever it might be. And you watch Michael over the course of start after start after start. And it's almost, um, it's almost unobtrusive when that change, that diversion came, when that improvement came, but you know it when you see it. And I think we're seeing that corner get turned by Michael Kopech and Specifically when it happened, I don't think anybody knows how to pinpoint that over the course of a baseball season, even though we try. But I also think being a dad, you know, Michael's talked about how much being a dad motivates him. And that level of maturity that comes with responsibility, I truly believe we can see on the mound. How's the Peacock thing going? Because I I enjoyed the broadcast last week and I know that that had to be a little weird because you and Steve obviously have a rapport, but adding you can, I thought you guys did a great job of, of making it feel like the three of you were working together. 
here's the amazing thing. Those two guys didn't talk over each other once. Like, I, I don't even know how that happened. You know, we, we tried to be good about that, but there was the, the thing is NBC and Peacock have gathered a lot of, and I don't have the full list, but, you know, we've got pros and we've got guys who love baseball and analysts who care about the game. And so, you know, everybody wants to do well, I think, when they're in a booth with somebody else. They don't want to be the one dragging the booth down either. And I, I just think the, convert, the, the fun part for me is working with Stoney every day. I saw what talking to Uke brought out of him. And so I think when you get somebody new in there talking to a guy or a lady you know, I, I think that brings out a totally different side. And, and honestly, you know, this week I have pinch hitter extraordinaire Mark Sweeney on the Padres side and then Andrew Jones on the Braves side. And I'm stoked to talk to both of them about their specialties and their careers and everything that comes along with it. But I, I do wonder, you know, what conversation we're going to have that none of us expected to have. And that is the fun of calling baseball. And I do think, you know, if I can be, you know, sort of nostalgic or halcyon, I think that's why we sit and go to baseball games with friends is because random conversations pop up that we wouldn't expect. I agree with you. I also think that you're really good, and I, I know that you'll be self-deprecating about this, but it's the truth. I think you're a good host, and, and I don't even mean that in a broadcasting sense. I think that you, even even seeing you a couple weeks ago, like you wanted to make sure that I was comfortable out there in the clubhouse and all of that stuff. I think that your ability to host makes it easier to navigate some of those. And, and I guess my question is, where did that come from? How, how did you get comfortable being the guy in the middle that kind of connects people? Well, being as popular and athletic as I was in high school, Lawrence, I have to say that my, my experience as prompting, uh, no, I look, I, I just honestly being the starting tight end at HF. Yes. uh, No, the, uh, my, my deal is that the fun of this, is I, Ian Eagle told me a story once of how he was doing some tennis tournament and he walked into a booth and literally his partner showed up three minutes. I don't remember if it was McEnroe or who it was, but his partner showed up like three minutes before airtime. And it was like, all right, let's go turn it on. The show must go on. Right. And so uh, there's, to me, there's great joy in uh, that, in having the red light go on and having the audience, I know the audience does not care if we've met or we haven't or whatever. Have we had a meal? They don't care. They literally want to enjoy a baseball game. So like all of the excuses of, well, I didn't know this person or they're not a very good analyst or they don't talk very much or whatever. Like it's not about that. Can you execute or can't you? And, and Jerry Seinfeld has always talked about comedy as the great equalizer. Like if you're funny, they'll hire you again. If you're not, they won't put you on stage again. And for me, as somebody who relies on the work, like, uh, again, I'm not going to, like, show up at people's golf outing and be the popular guy. uh, And I'm not going to immediately go on camera and have people say, oh, like, that's the next Tom Brady in terms of looks. Like, that's just not going to happen. What I rely on is simply execution and making sure that, People are comfortable and getting the best out of people. But this is what it also comes back to, honestly, 
is why I was so frustrated last year and voiced it on this radio station and other places. Baseball's curiosity factor is endless. And the ability to go to a ballpark and see something new, like Fenway down the left field line, for some reason has a flower garden on the suite level. And they have hot dog vending machines. And all of these curiosities of all these ballparks and all these people and all these players, that, that is endlessly interesting to me at the core of my humanity. And so what I love about this job is that every game with a different analyst is something new. And that's great fun for me. So I guess that's where that comes from. I think that it's a wonderful trait that you have, and it makes makes it enjoyable for whatever broadcast that you're on. But I mean, let's let's not overlook your senior year as tied in at HF. I mean, you 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 put up all those records, and you were running people over. I mean, I, I in, in in the professional world that I was already in, people were like, "You better make it back to HF. You got to see this Benetti kid play tight end." Yeah, you know, I Wesley Walls was one of my inspirations. Uh, his ability to run the steam pattern was something that I always aspired to. And then, you know, like a, a guy in Carlester Crumpler, right, who's a pretty decent blocker but didn't get really all the, the accolades that you would expect. I just think, I think it's an underserved uh, position uh, in the NFL, and I'm glad to bring light to it. I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing life to it, too. You're a crazy person, and I adore you. Sir, be well. Have a great call for the rest of this weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Lawrence. Take care. That is Jason Benetti. He's a good man. We need to get the, isolate the thanks, Lawrence, because it felt like thanks, Cubs. We're super late for a break, but it's worth it because it's Jason Benetti. When we come back, it'll be worth it for you to stick around, too. You want to know why? Because Josh Nelson has thoughts on your Chicago White Sox. He'll join me next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 